Listen, if you got your Bibles, can you have them, uh, like Pastor Alex says, can you wave them around so I can, uh, yeah, and I'm going to do something else. Um, do you have your notebooks or something to take notes with? Can you wave that around? Because that's just as important. You know what? Like Pastor Alex says, if you take notes, there's a VIP package in heaven for you. <laughs> Anyways, here we go. We're going to be reading out of Luke tonight. Luke chapter 10, um, starting in verse 38. So... It's a story that most of us have read already that we know about, that we have heard teachings on and stuff like that, but we want to unpack it a little bit tonight. So if you're there, if you don't have a Bible, go ahead and try to see if you can sneak a peek to the guy or gal next to you. It's going to be coming on the screens too, but uh, Luke chapter 10, starting on verse, I'm going to start reading on verse 38. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says this, now it happened. As they went, that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to come and help me. What a tattletale. But anyways... And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. I can imagine Jesus just looking at her like, you little snitch. No, no, no. But he said, Martha, Martha. And I can imagine him just looking at Martha with a, with a, with a face of love. Not, not, not judging, not trying to put her down, but just, dear, dear daughter, Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. And out of these four verses, I want to share a, a message with you that I have titled, Don't Stress, Be Blessed. Don't Stress, Be Blessed. Can you look at your neighbor and say, I'm not stressed? Can you look at that neighbor again and say, I just lie? <laughs> four verses, powerful verses, good story. And you know why? This is why I chose this tonight. As I was uh, meditating and saying, God, what, what, what should I share? And, you know, again, since this is family night and I'm, we're part of the family, I'm going to be transparent with you guys tonight. Is that okay? Can I be transparent with you? Because what I'm going to preach to you tonight, what I'm going to share with you tonight is something that I'm dealing with. It's something that God is helping me to deal with. And that is stress. Stress is something that is, is crazy. And as we head into the Christmas season, as we head into this next 20 some days uh, of, of Christmas, it can get really crazy. But before we keep going, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you that we can come to this place. We sing to you. We can offer our gifts to you. And now, Father, we just ask that you open our eyes to see you, open our ears to hear from you, open our hearts to receive what you have for us, and Father, may we leave here different than how we came in. In Jesus' name, amen. So stress. And why did I pick this? Because like I said, it's, I, I'm, like most of you, and I don't know, I'm, I'm just going to ask a question. Is, uh, am I the only one or is, is there someone out there like me who when this time comes around or, or certain events come around or certain dates in the calendar come around, our stress level goes up? Is anybody out there that's with me? Can, can you raise your hand? Come on, come on. Come on, you know, Santa ain't going to give you gifts if you lie. <laughs> stress is real. And especially 
when it comes to certain seasons and events. And you know, I got to tell you some, to me, Christmas is my favorite time of the year. You know, Christmas is the favorite time of the year to me. Not, not only, and, and let me tell you, in my family, we start early. We start in Thanksgiving. We start celebrating. And this year, we even started even earlier because our staff Thanksgiving luncheon was a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving. So we've been celebrating since then. We celebrate that staff luncheon. We celebrate the, our Thanksgiving at home. Then we continue to celebrate the whole month. Man, my family is so celebratory during this time that we even celebrate Hanukkah. How's that? We celebrate Hanukkah too. And we try, because it's my favorite time of the year, but it's stressful. And, and you know what? To some people, this time of the year is not so their favorite time. There's a lot of things happen in life, and life deals things to you and to me that it's, it causes you to think and to say, you know, I have nothing to celebrate during this season. You know, and, and this year, to my family and I, it's been somewhat like that. You know, because, you know, sometimes they say, you know, you might find yourself here tonight and you might say, there's very little that I can celebrate because I've experienced loss in my family. I'm there. My family experienced loss. Or there's a relationship that went foul and I can't, there's nothing for me to celebrate. Or there's a job that I lost. There's nothing for me to celebrate. Been there. This year has been a tough year. But if you find yourself in that place here tonight, let me encourage you and tell you that there is a God that's still in control. There is a God that still loves us. There is a God that's still looking out for us. And he has not moved from the center. He's still holding everything together. And sometimes we forget that. And sometimes we let stress come in. And stress is weird. Stress can make you feel all kinds of ways. I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, to, to, to some people, stress makes them do weird things or feel in different kind of ways. You know, you get headaches, stiff back, you know. There, there's, some, there's, there, there's one of us in our, in our team that we know when he's stressed out because his eye starts twitching, you know. It, all kinds of things happen when you're stressed out, you know. And, and, and then you forget things. You know, has anybody out there, you, you know, you, you've been going crazy looking for your sunglasses and you have them on top of your head? That's stress. That's stress. And it's crazy. And then stress makes you say and do weird things. You know, a few years ago, my family and I, we, we, we had this idea. Um, so, you know, before the kids grow up and they, and they move out and they get married, we're, we're going to rent uh, a motorhome. And we're just going to go see beautiful America, the most beautiful looking country in the world, in the planet. So we went and, and we rented a 33-footer. 33-foot-long motorhome. Mind you, never in my life have I driven anything larger than a four-door sedan, right? But hey, here we go. I'm dad, and you know what? We're going to do this because the kids are going to be gone soon. And so we went ahead, and we rented it, and we started driving, and we were having a great time, great time. But you know, we drive here in Florida. Florida's flat. I was driving in mountains, big mountains, and I was driving, and, and stress level keeps going up. So one day we get to a campground, and we had reservations to go see a show later on that evening. We get to the campground. We hook up. I was really proud of myself. I didn't hit anybody. I didn't hit a deer. I didn't hit another uh, motorhome. I I, I, nobody bled. Nobody got lost. So we were good. So I parked, and then we started getting ready. to say, hey, come on. Let's go. We, we need to get to this place because this is the only night that we can see this show, and we're not going to be able to see it anymore. So everybody's getting ready, everybody's running around in the motorhome, and everybody's doing things, and so everybody's getting ready to go, everybody's ready to go. So when we get ready to go, we get ready to get out the door, and it's like, I'm like, where are my keys? 
Where are my keys? We need the keys. We got to lock this place up. Where are my keys? Hey, everybody, start looking for the keys. We can't leave until we find the keys. Everybody's looking for the keys. The kids are looking for the keys. My wife is looking for the keys. I'm screaming. I'm hollering. I'm saying, where are the keys? I can't believe we lost the keys. And, and, and all of a sudden, my wife says to me, well, why are you talking to us that way? So I'm looking, and she's back there. And I turn around and say, where are the keys? I was biting down on my keys. That is stress. I mean, I had the keys right on my mouth. And I was screaming at everybody, yelling at them because we couldn't find the keys. Stress is bad. <laughs> Stress is really bad. And you know what? Leading into this season, that could be us. We could be all stressed out. Why? Because, man, we got to go get that tree. Or we got to go put up those lights because you know what? Last year we lost uh, the tree lighting contest in my homeowners association. And this year, no way. I'm going to get that trophy this year. <laughs> Stress. Or you can be saying, you know what? I don't know. I got, I got all these kinds of parties. And if you got, you know, different families, if, you got, if you're a mixed family and there are uh, all kinds of ways and there's, okay, this year we're going to go here or we're going to go there. Stress starts building up. And you know what happens? We lose focus. And then all of a sudden, we're more into what's causing the stress than the reason why we're here. All of a sudden, it's more important to try to figure out how tall the tree is going to be this year than try to get to know the one that hung on the tree for us. Once sometimes, it's, 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 we, try, we get so stressed out about how many lights and do they flicker or not, then try to get to know the one that's the light of the world. The one that says that you will be a light on a hill. So tonight, that's what I want to do. We want to unpack this a little bit. You know, we want to just have fun in church. We want to just go, go and, and, and see what was happening. Because in the passage that we, say, that we read, it's logical for us to go back and say, okay, if it was what we're celebrating Christmas season is the birth of Jesus. The logical thing is, does Jesus have anything to say about how he would like us to celebrate him? Or in other words, worship him. So that's why I picked this passage, because it is so relatable to what we go on today. You know, here we see a family that was a friend of Jesus, right? This is a family that Jesus apparently knew, because this is the same family that uh, the brother is Lazarus. It's not mentioned there, but Martha, Mary, and Lazarus were a family. And apparently every time that Jesus came to that town, him and his boys hung out at the house. So they were known in that house. There was, it was, he was expected to hang out there. So that's the background, that's the context that we see here. And we see that Jesus decides to, to, to hang out at this house, and, and we see two sisters, and two sisters that know Jesus, two sisters that have met Jesus before. One is going crazy, all stressed out, doing all kinds of things, and the other one's not doing anything. The other one's not doing anything at first sight. But the other one is doing the most important thing that needs to be done. And that is to sit at the feet of Jesus. But let's not be too harsh in judging Martha, right? Let's not be too harsh in judging her. Because see, Martha wasn't doing anything bad. She wasn't sinning. She wasn't drunk, getting drunk. She wasn't doing any drugs. She was running around serving. She was running around doing right things. And isn't that like us sometimes? We get so busy doing the right thing, whether it's a church, whether it's volunteering or school during this season, whether it's doing all kinds of things. We get so busy that we lose it. And this is the first thought that I want you guys to, to write down if you're writing anything down. is that don't let the busyness 
of the season, take your eyes off the real reason. And what is the real reason? The real reason is that we celebrate Jesus. Right? We celebrate Jesus. And why do we celebrate Jesus? Well, John 3.16, a verse that everybody knows. What does it say? It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting, everlasting life. That's the reason for the season. And I know that's a cheesy saying that came out a whole bunch of years ago. You know, everybody used to wear the buttons that said, you know, the real reason for the season is Jesus. But it's true. The only reason that we're celebrating is because of Jesus. So the question and the challenge for us tonight is, is that the main thing? Are we keeping the main thing the main thing? See, Mary did. Martha was the one that was going a little crazy. But again, we can't judge Martha because she was doing good things. She was doing ministry. But look what happens. And this is, this is what happens. She comes in and she says, well, Jesus, look at me. I'm running around. And I, and I can just picture her, you know, because this is, this is, and some of you guys can relate out there. You know, sometimes we, the fellas, right, when things like this are happening in the house, what are we doing? We're watching football, right? Come on. We're watching football. And our wives are in the kitchen, right? And you know, deep inside, you know that you should be doing something. But, man, the Cowboys are having a great season this year. So, you know, you, you're going to watch the game. And what starts happening in the kitchen? All of a sudden, the, the pots in the pans start getting louder. <laughs> See, the ladies know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, something that never used to happen before starts happening now. You start dropping a pan, pointing, pointing real loud. And, and it's like, and then after that, it's like, I don't know, but I never heard uh, two knives make such a loud noise when they bang against each other. But that starts happening too. And I can imagine going back to this story here, the same thing happening. You know, it's like, Martha is like, huffing and puffing. And I wonder, you know, I, I hope this hummus comes out good because nobody's helping me. And I hope the pita bread doesn't get burned because my sister is not helping me. Right? Sometimes that happens to us too. Right? We start doing things. And instead of us saying, you know what, I'm going to keep the main thing the main thing. We keep saying yes. Stress level goes up, and then we start blaming somebody else. Then we start blaming somebody else that, according to us, or apparently in our view, is not doing enough. Or is not doing what they should be doing. Or is not doing the same things that we should be doing. Well, the thing is, then I want to encourage you that when it comes to that, we have to make sure that, that the priorities are set right. Our priorities need to be set right. It cannot be that everything that we do is to get so tied up and so stressed out that we miss the real reason. And then what happens is that by December 31st, we can't wait for the new year to start and for us to go back to work because we're so tired and we're so stressed out and that we need to go back to work. To that boss that we were complaining about before Christmas started, but now we'd rather see him than we'd rather see our family. We're so stressed out. And there's phrases, there, there are things, and you might be saying, ah, that doesn't happen to me. Well, if you're a parent here, there's three words that make your stress level go up. You know what those are? Batteries not included. <laughs> right? Especially when it's 2 o'clock in the morning, Christmas Eve. And man, you're getting everything together and it's like, everything is good, man. It's going to be, I can't wait to see little Joey's face when he comes down the stairs and, and he says, 
whatever it is, and all of a sudden it's like, honey, did you get batteries? No, I didn't get batteries. What batteries? My battery's not included. Oh, Walmart, 24-7. There you go. Or for the rest of us that don't have kids that are that young anymore, three words that really raise your stress level too. You know what those are? Some assemble, assembly required. Especially if you go to Ikea. Then we can get so tied up and so messed up in these things that all of a sudden we just want the season to be over because we can't stand to be so stressed out. So I want to share with you three thoughts. We had the two main things and now three thoughts that I think that if we just think a little bit more and apply this a little bit more this season as we get started, I think it's going to help us to not stress and be blessed. And the first one is that we already talked about him. The first one is understanding that the reason we're doing all of this is because of Jesus. That's it. We are doing all of this because of Jesus. And why because of Jesus? Because he's our God. Because he loves us so much that he chose to give up his kingdom. He chose to become a human for you and for me. That in itself is enough. For me to say, this is why I celebrate. This is why I worship. This is why this month is what it is. Because it's all about Jesus. It's not about us. It's not about the lights. It's not about the toys. It's not about the lines. It's not about anything else. But it's about Jesus. None of those things are bad. Lights are awesome. I love to put lights around my house. I love to put a Christmas tree. I love to do all those things. None of those things are bad. Exchanging gifts is not bad. Having parties is not bad. It only starts getting bad when that becomes more important than Jesus. When that becomes more important than the reason why we're celebrating the season. Because we have a God, Jesus, that wants to have a personal relationship with us. That is why he's such an awesome God. He's not a God that is off in the distance. He's not a God that is, that is waiting for you to... No, he's a God that pursues us. He is a God that loves us so much that he's saying, whatever, I've done everything for you. I died on a cross for you. I want to have that relationship with you. So this season, one of the things that how we can celebrate, how we can be blessed and not stressed is by making it a point to say, okay, this season, I'm going to get to know Jesus a little better. I'm going to get closer to him. I'm going to, I'm going to try to figure out how I can make it a priority to become more known or to get to know him better. And how can we do that? There's a whole bunch of ways that we can do that. But sometimes we get so caught up in everything else that we don't. You know, there's a, there's a whole way uh, you can have devotions. And Pastor Alice said that uh, this Sunday, he said, just take time, take a breather, take a breath, and just read a passage about the Christmas story every night. Whether we're family or whether we're just yourself. But get to know Jesus. Get to know why you celebrate. Get to know him. Because that's the reason. And then the next thing that that leads into, that if we make a priority, will make us be blessed and less stressed, is family. Because see, Jesus came to save us and to give us life and life to the fullest. Right? But he also said, God does not mean for us to live alone. Does not, he wants us to be in community. And what is community? Family. 
And you might be saying, yeah, that's all good and well for those of you that have family. You might be here today. You might be saying, I'm here by myself. I don't have a family. Well, friend, let me encourage you. Take a look around here. You have over 200 people right now that are your family. So don't let that stop you from saying, this season, I'm going to get to know my God better. And I'm going to get to know my family better. And I'm going to make my family a priority in celebrating the reason of the season. And how do we do that? Well, you can do that in, a, in many different ways. You see, in my family, we, we, we started traditions when the kids were young. And you can do the same. I, maybe a lot of you have traditions already that you do with your kids. I mean, uh, some of the traditions that we did were pretty silly. Some of the traditions that we do now are pretty silly. I mean, we have... Um, uh, can I say that? The Christmas Day breakfast? Yeah, Christmas Day breakfast and everybody has to wear pajama pants. Christmas themed pajama pants. It's almost like the ugliest uh, Christmas sweater kind of thing, right? <laughs> but we do that. And then we eat and we share the Christmas story. That's a tradition we've been doing for a while. You can do that too. You can make it a priority. And for you guys that, are, that have young kids, man, let me encourage you, man. Don't make a priority to go to whatever shows those kids have in school now in this season. Please. You know, there's nothing better for a kid than to be standing on that stage and looking out and seeing mom and dad out there in the audience. Right? And he could be singing way off key. He might not even know the words to the song. He might not even be singing. But man, the moment that he sees you out there, his face lights up. That is better than going to a company party because that's family. And I'm not saying the company party is bad, okay? No, but what I'm saying is we are making priorities because if we don't make priorities, then we get stressed out because if we're going to start choosing and picking, okay, I'm on, do I go to this one or do I go? Well, you know, there's a little Johnny. I can go next year. No, no, little Johnny wants to see you today. Little Johnny wants to see you tonight. You know, if your daughter has to, I remember my son one year, he was, um, he was a soldier. They did a Nutcracker production or something like that, and he's back there. He's going to kill me. But anyways, he, he was a soldier. And I went out there, and I saw him, and he was just standing there on stage with a, I don't know, with a wooden rifle and stuff like that. But, but man, there's nothing like, those are memories that you never forget. And you celebrate that. You celebrate that. And you do stuff like that with family. Family has to become a priority. Because those are the things that memories are going to make out, especially if you have children. You see, time you spend with children creating memories, making traditions are going to be better. You know, he's going to, they're going to forget those toys three days into after Christmas because those toys are going to break. Those toys are made to break two days after Christmas. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it seems that way, right? The memories are going to remain. I was asking my wife today, I said, you know, because we were talking back and forth about, okay, Christmas this year, what, what? And I'm saying, what did, what did we give each other for Christmas last year? We don't even remember. But we remember everything we did as a family. That we remember. And it's the same thing. So it's Jesus first, family. And then the last thing that I want to just encourage you to get involved so you can be more blessed and less stressed is serve others. Serve others. See, we are celebrating a king. We are celebrating a God that is a servant. You know, Jesus says that he came not to be served, but to what? To serve others. And this is what I love about this church. This is what I love about this church, that we are so much into city care. 
You know, we have pastors and we have team members here. We have staff and we have volunteers that are passionate about people, that are constantly looking at ways to say we can serve this community. We can go out there and be the hands and feet of Jesus. You know what? Because if God says, you know, you are to be the light of the world, we cannot shine in here. Yeah, these lights are nice in here and they shine real nice. But we, if we are to be the light of the world, if we are to represent Jesus to a community, to a world that is lost, to a world that is looking for an answer, to a world that is saying, why are all these lights around in this time? I don't even know. You know, there was a, a, a reporter that start, started asking, I don't know if you saw this on the news the other day, but he went out on the streets and he started asking young people about Jesus and Christmas. And it, it started to be funny until it became sad. Because young people did not know, and even older people, my age, did not know about Jesus. I mean, they asked somebody, they said, okay, so, so what are we celebrating? The birthday of Santa. This was somebody that was answering this seriously. And, you know, like I said, it started being funny until you said, you know what? It's sad. It's, there's a world out there that's looking for answers. There's a world out there that's looking at us, the church, and saying, what are they celebrating? Why are they celebrating? I know that guy right there. I know he's had a terrible year. But he is celebrating. And that's when you can turn around and say, you know why? Because the same God that loves me, loves you. The same God that wants to bless me, wants to bless you. But we can't do that if we're all stressed out. If we're all caught up in everything else but the main thing. And there's a world out there that's waiting. There's a world out there that's waiting to hear the Christmas story. And you know what? We can be the Christmas story to those people. See, there's nothing wrong about having Cajachina on the 24th. But while you have Cajachina on the 24th, be the Christmas story with your family. Tell them about Jesus. When you're out there in Walmart, how can you be a light to the world if you are fighting over a spot online in Walmart? Or if you're playing tug of war with a toy with someone? Be the light. Be the light. Let people know. Why is it that you celebrate? Let people know why is it that you're happy. Let people know why is it that although you had a terrible year, you had a good year, you're still celebrating because it's not about the year that passed. It's about the Savior that's there. It's about the Savior that is saving you. It's about the Savior that can save anybody. That's why we celebrate. We have to get out of ourselves at times. We have to get out of ourselves. And yeah, I'm not minimizing it at all. I know, I know some of you had a terrible year. I know because I sat with some of you in my office. I cry with some of you. I've been, I've done funerals this year. It's been a tough year for some of us. But Jesus is still alive. And he's still in control. And he still loves us. And he still wants to do amazing things. Look what it says in Jeremiah 33.3. I think they're going to put it up there. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. This season, let's make it a point to call to God. Let's make it a point to say, God, what is it that you want me to do? How is it that you want me to show those around me your story? How is it that you want me to tell those around me about you? How is it that you want me to act? How is it that you want me to talk? Look what he says. I will do great and mighty things. Who is it that you need to put in front of Jesus this Christmas story? Who is that friend that you know needs to know Jesus?
Who is that family member that you know that needs Jesus? Call out to God. He has a plan and a purpose for those people too. And he has placed you in their lives for a reason. And he has given you what you need. He has given you his story. And not only has he given you his story, he has given you your story. We all have a story. We all have a story to share. And it all goes down to that. It all goes down to that. You know, this Sunday, Pastor Addis talked about the garden and the manger. Our story goes back to that manger. When we open our hearts to Jesus. When we gave our, our lives to him and we said, we want to give everything to you. So this year, this year, as we head into the next 25 days, 27 days or so, whatever, how many days are, yeah, 25 days, right. It's, it's December 25th, right? <laughs> Don't judge me, okay? But as we head into those 25 days, let's make it a point. Let's try to be a blessing. And let's try to be less stressed. Amen. Before we close, before we close, man, I made it on time. Pastor Alex is proud of me. I made it on time. <laughs> uh, before we close, I want to pray for a couple, uh, two groups of people. So I'm going to ask you first to bow your heads and close your eyes. And first group of people that I want to pray for is this. If, if you're here today, you have heard this, this, this talk and, and you can relate because you're saying, man, I don't know why I came here today because I was so stressed out. I didn't even know if I could make it here. But you know what? God brought you here because he knew, he knew you needed to hear this. And, you, and you're then you're saying, I am stressed. And I know I'm going to get more stressed as the day go. You know what? I want to pray for you. Someone asked, when I count to three, if you're feeling like that, if you're feeling like, man, I'm stressed out and I don't want to be stressed out. I want to be blessed. I want to be able to enjoy. I want to be able to really share the story. If that is you, I'm going to ask you to do something bold. I'm going to ask you, when I count to three, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And I'm going to pray for you. One, two, three. If you're stressed and you don't want to be stressed, come on. This is so good. Jesus is saying, you don't have to be stressed. If that is you, if you're saying, man, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I don't even know how I'm going to get money for gifts for my kids. I don't even know how I'm going to get money for a lechon. I don't know. If that's you, come to your feet. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, you see your people standing before you right now, Lord God. You know each and every one of them. You know their hearts. You know what they're going through. You know what they're struggling with. You know what they're, what they're dealing with. You know their stress level and what they're stressing about. Father, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit will come upon them. I pray right now that your peace that surpasses understanding will come upon them. I pray that you'd remind them that nothing is too big for you, that you have them in the palm of, their, of your hand, that you are going to take care of them. Father, I pray that as the days get closer and closer to Christmas, that the peace will get bigger and bigger and bigger. And when they start getting stressed out, that they can come back and remember that you got this. That you got them. That you're blessing them. That everything is going to be okay. Father, bless each and every family that's represented by them. They're standing, Lord God. Father, I pray for their children. I pray for their family, their moms, their dads, their sisters, their brothers. I pray that your peace will come upon them. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. All right. I'm going to pray for another couple of people.
God is so good. I'm going to pray for another group of people. We can stay with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And you might be here today. You might be saying it's the first or second time. And you're saying, you know what? I can relate to that. I can now I know why we're celebrating that Jesus guy. But I don't have a relationship with him. I'm stressed out. I don't even know what to do. Well, friend, let me tell you something. You don't have to leave out of here tonight without having a relationship with him. And all you have to do is ask him into your life. So in a moment, I'm going to count to three. And if you're out there and you're saying, I want to have a relationship with Jesus. This Christmas season, I want to get to know him better. I want to get to be closer to him. When I count to three, if that is you, I want you to raise your hand. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer, a simple prayer. And you're going to leave out of here tonight knowing that Jesus is your Lord, that Jesus is your Savior, that Jesus is your friend, and that your eternal life is secure. So if this is you, when I count to three, if you're saying, Jesus, I want you to take the lead in my life. I don't want to do this life by myself anymore. I don't want to be on my own anymore. I want to have you in my life. If that is you, when I count to three, you raise your hand. Ready? One, two, three. Raise your hand if that is you. God bless 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 you back there. I see you. Anybody else? God bless you back here. I see you. God bless you. I see you here. God is so good. Anybody else? If you're saying, you know what? God bless you. I see you right here. So good. If you're saying, Jesus, I want to get to know you. I want you to be the Lord and the save, my Savior. So good. Anybody else? We do this in every service here. We want to give everybody an opportunity to know our Lord and our Savior. The God that created the universe. The God that does not, like we sang, that didn't want to have heaven without us. That's why he came down. He wants to have a relationship with you. Anybody else? Okay. Those of you that raise your hand, I see you. God bless you. Those of you that raise your hand, I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. It's a repeat after me prayer. It's just basically you talking to God and you asking God to forgive you and come into your life. You know, you're not praying to me. You're not praying to a church or a pastor. You're praying to the God that created you. So I'm going to lead you in that simple prayer. As a matter of fact, the whole church is going to repeat after us. Because at one point or another, everybody else said that prayer. So if you're ready, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I open my heart. I invite you inside to be my Lord to be my friend, to be my savior. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. From this day forward, I want to follow you all the days of my life. I believe in you and I put my trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Let's give a round of applause to those people, huh? So good.